1: all right welcome in on a uh it is now a tuesday february the 18th mike yeah where is the time going it is the early line joe and Ari, dain martinez here with you plenty to get to over the next uh oh, i don't know hour and 58 minutes or so as we uh as we had plenty going on yesterday in the world of sports including a repeat winner at the daytona 500 unfortunately that celebration was curtailed as a massive and i mean a massive uh, heart-stopping accident at the end of the daytona 500 given danny hamlin the race uh had everybody on edge for the entire time after the race so there wasn't as big a celebration as there might normally have been we'll let you hear the audio on all of that including some of the video as uh, one of the drivers uh, had to be pulled from the car in one of the nastiest crashes we have seen in a very long time at Daytona. We'll give you the latest on that, not to mention college hoops last night. We had a bit of a meltdown. Roy Williams, North Carolina, uh, lost in just ways that we have never seen. Well, I don't wanna say never, but we have not seen North Carolina be this inept with five star recruits like they get in a long long time and it's really starting to get to Roy because i would imagine in the halls of chapel hill they don't um they don't know how to lose in north carolina basketball they pretty much never have yeah. so this is kind of uncharted territory for them it's like the city
2: of atlanta uh, when it snows yeah, right. <laughs> they can't handle it
1: <laughs> they don't have they don't have the sanitation department that's right they're, just, it's, they're not equipped to not deal ready, with this just don't know but they do have um uh a boatload of games tonight big games tonight too 25 in the uh college hoops arena that we're gonna pull out show you some of the early market uh, movers right now i can't wait for some of these games tonight i love it the fact that we're just about three weeks away three and a half weeks away from the finality of the regular season getting into conference of course tournaments and then March Madness Selection Sunday, March 15th. So, much to get to, but it starts with turning to our friend Dan Strafford to get you caught up with all the headlines from overnight here on The Grid. The Early Lines, SportsGrid.com.
3: SportsGrid
0: News Update. Well, Joe, the latest we know about Ryan Newman after that horrific crash to end the Daytona 500 in a statement released around 10 p.m. Eastern on Monday night, NASCAR said, quote, Newman is in serious condition, but doctors have indicated his injuries are not life threatening. We appreciate your thoughts and prayers and ask that you respect the privacy of Ryan and his family during this time. And quote, we'll wait for more information throughout the day on Tuesday. Newman's car was spun by Ryan Blaney as the two battled. For the victory in the race postponed from rain on Sunday, Denny Hamlin of Joe Gibbs Racing was able to take the checkered flag after Newman crashed. In the NBA, ESPN and The Athletic are both reporting that the Houston Rockets are doubling down on the small ball and planning to use their two remaining roster openings on 33-year-old forwards Damari Carroll and Jeff Green. Green plans to sign with the Rockets on Tuesday. He'll sign a 10-day contract with the team. If all goes well, he'll sign through the end of the year. Carroll agreed to a contract buyout with the Spurs on Monday, His agent Mark Bartlestein of Priority Sports told ESPN. Carroll will then sign with the Rockets upon clearing waivers. According to Casey Johnson of NBC Sports, there's, quote, growing belief that Chris Dunn of the Bulls will miss the remainder of the season with a sprained right MCL. In baseball, Ann Rogers of MLB.com reports that there should be an update on Miles Michaelis's forearm should be on Tuesday or Wednesday. Michaelis is dealing with soreness in his flexor tendon and he's not going to throw for the next few days. Francis Martis was suspended 162 games for a second violation of the MLB drug policy. The 24-year-old was suspended 80 games last year for testing positive for a PED. He just happens to be a Houston Astro. Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic Reports that the Brewers are in agreement with free agent Brock Holt. in college basketball, as Joe just alluded to. North Carolina found a new way to lose, falling to Notre Dame 77-76 in a game they once led by 15. UNC has lost three of its last four on last-second shots and will enter the ACC tournament with a losing record for the first time since the 2001-2002 season. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your SportsGrid News Update.
1: Dan, thank you so very much. Yes, uh, last night, uh, college hoops, a couple of games, a bit of a head-scratcher. And depending on what side you are of the St. John Xavier game, uh, also a bit of a head-scratcher. And we'll cover those Arr. games. But everybody uh, was focused, of course, on uh, just that horrific crash at the end of the Daytona, which was postponed on Sunday in order to give guys a chance to uh, you know, clear the track as it rained sideways much of Sunday. So we had a 4 o'clock Eastern time uh, Monday afternoon, Daytona 500, and yep. those people did not leave if you had a ticket. then people were booking planes. They, they were calling the airlines, going, we ain't going. We're, we're staying another couple of days. And it proved to be one of – it was a great race as far as that. Final 20 laps were amazing. It was the final lap, of course, yep. where everybody held their breath.
2: For the final time, Blaney to the outside, to the inside, here comes Hamlin up the
0: outside, crash into the
2: wall, into the
0: air, goes Newman, upside down, in a shower of sparks on his roof, Ryan Newman comes across the line, fourth.
1: Yeah, that was the scene on the track, and you know when they bring out the black shades, the shield, the uh the the audience and the fans from seeing what exactly is going on on the uh on the track day and you know that it's uh you know it's never a good situation and it took him a little while to be able to get him out of the car that flipped upside down 42 year old ryan newman you know you said you were watching it live last night when it happened you just don't you know it's daytona 500 forever we'll always remember with of course, uh, you know, uh, Earnhardt Sr. Yeah. dying. And that was back in 2001. And I think what people forget wow. is that prior to that, people died all the time in these races. I mean, there was a 10-year stretch there in the in the 80s and, and 90s there that were late 80s right through the 90s, really, where guys were dying all the time. And it they finally, Earnhardt Jr. was really that was it like that was the line drawn and they were like absolutely no more and really from 2001 the safety precautions that they have installed saved ryan newman's life last night now he's a little banged up he's going to be in a hospital for a little while but non-life threatening dane but really that sport went out of its way after 2001 and the crash that killed Earnhardt. what they have implemented from a safety procedure I, you know, kudos to them, because uh, we haven't had too many guys die on the track since then, and uh, and that looked, I'm sorry, that we haven't had that feeling yeah. in a race in a long yeah. time, Dave, because that, that was hold your breath time.
2: Yeah, it looked really, really bad. Um, the idea that it was on the last lap, because then you had also mm-hmm. Denny Hamlin, like, celebrating. Right. Yeah. You know, before he kind of understood how bad it was and then it became a little bit more muted. I got to say this, Joe, you know, I'm not I'm not an expert on NASCAR. These overtime rules are kind of Mm -hmm. interesting to me, Joe. You know, they're in essence. They're like they're not going to finish it under caution. So what they do is they they you know, they, they they break out the caution. They're all coming around. What I think is interesting, Joe, is it naturally bunches back up. Right. They all get right back together and they're like, all right, guys, two more laps for the Daytona 500 and everybody is within, you know, shouting distance. It almost, you know, you're promoting everyone making the crazy move bunched up with a shot at it and just a two two lap kind of free for all. Right. Isn't that almost like like I, I get the safety measures. Right. And of course. But isn't it almost like asking for the big one
1: you know what it is is and by the way it, you know and they
2: want that the, right it's exciting
1: right the the guy blaney the guy that that bumped him did it on purpose guys it, right. it was, they were drafted was and stuff purposely yeah. doing that in order to be able to give him just enough yeah, because the Newman wasn't a lead and blaney knew he wasn't going to be able to catch him so what they do is they give that little bump on the bumper to kind of rocket them right through the checkered flag And the bumpers got caught. Again, it's one of those, you know, when you're traveling 200 miles an hour, guys, and and you hit a bumper, no matter how good they are, things can go wrong. And it just, it went terribly wrong. Plus, he got T-boned once the car turned over. Ah, It was was just a total mess. I mean, it was a total mess. And Danny Hamlin, listen, Danny Hamlin had absolutely no idea what was going on obviously when he's in the car, he realizes he won the race. He's, he's got no idea what's going on there. And, and really a lot of those guys, and even he set it up at the podium afterwards. And I thought he did a great job explaining that, you know, listen, now that I, we know what's going on, like who cares guys? Yeah.
0: It just, um, it's a, it's a weird balance of, you know, excitement and happiness for yourself, but obviously uh, someone's health and their family's, you know, bigger than any win in any, any sport. So, um, you know, we're, we're just hoping for the best.
1: Yeah, and uh, and the best came late last night, as Dan told us, in the hospital, and we weren't sure. I mean, there was a significant period of time, social media, yeah. there were, he was, was born, as yeah. far as everyone concerned, we lost somebody else at a Daytona 500, but the fact that we didn't, Dane, I, I give the sport all the credit in the world. They, their last one was Earnhardt Senior and they made it a promise to go we're not we're not doing this anymore. We're not losing any more drivers on a track. And in a is there anything more dangerous than this sport? No. I don't know,
2: bullfighting maybe? I don't know. <laughs> but I, I really don't think, right? But I that's mean, why it's... I don't know start to bunch of them all up together for like overtime and keep running it as many times Holy as it takes
1: play thing is strange it, it's it listen congratulations hamlin we're glad to hear ryan hamlin's okay we'll have more on this plus college hoops next on the
0: great
1: Card Monday night in College too. but we certainly had some games that uh, that were interesting ACC matchups: uh, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Kansas was in action. Big 12 against Iowa State in the Big East as well. Uh, St. John's taking on uh, Xavier. All of these uh, games had uh, implications for at least one of the teams uh, that were playing in it. And we'll get to uh, some of the highlights and the meltdown from uh, from Roy Williams of North Carolina, since they just ain't used to losing in North Carolina. But uh, but just to finish up on the Daytona, people got to, and and Dane, it's just a reality of life right now. But because we live in a instant gratification society with social media, guys, and just because we're watching on the TV or because it's on. Twitter, because it's on social media. The idea that Denny Hamlin, who just won for the second time, guys, making the record books. You guys have any idea? It was his third Daytona 500 victory. That puts him in the names of like Richard Petty, Carl Yarball, Dale Jarrett. like the games, you know, the the sports Absolutely. all-time greatest. He just won it for the second year in a row. He has no idea what's going on behind him. And people were going, and I mean instantaneous, where it was like, oh, how dare Danny Hamlin sell. The minute he got to victory lane there and he was told what's going on, he shut it down. They all shut it down. Uh, But it's this, we, we tend to forget what's going on here at these events just because you know watching the event at home with a camera and social media doesn't mean the guy in a car who just won the Daytona 500 has any idea. And even Gibbs, uh, you know, because Hamlet's with Gibbs racing. Even Gibbs, like, had to make the point afterwards,
2: like, you guys are out of your mind. I, to have yeah, to no, I, I, to I, listen, play. Joe. It's That's absolutely ridiculous. Tasty. I mean, he didn't, he didn't know. Okay. And he does his little celebratory thing. You know, they get out of the car and he's like, you know, excited. I'm going to tell you something. By the time he then drove the car to victory lane, the first interview they had with him, the very first thing he said was that like, listen, you know, my heart goes out to Ryan and his family. We hope he's okay. That's the most important thing. I was watching this live, Joe. Okay. He did donuts in the infield. He popped out of the car. Put his fist up for the crowd And then he drove the car to victory lane While he was in victory lane The very first thing he said Was thoughts and you know Expressing concern for Ryan Newman You know just because you know it Because you're seeing it on TV You know doesn't mean this guy knows it And I guess you know Joe you and I know this Because we both have trolls right Right. Twitter and social media is such a kind of Element of grievance society That you always want to like Blame someone or have something wrong Wrong and yep. like, let's all just take a step back. The first thing that's important is that this man is okay, right? Period. And he, okay. and he did not know. I mean, it'd be one right. thing. Listen, he didn't have his
1: radio in. There's no way after second, He's there, nobody, knew, nobody knew who it was on the track on who was involved or right. any, ex- even the guys that were involved in it. You don't know who it is and what's going on until moments later. And right. but the the visceral of people immediately, Dane, like immediately, like how dare you, Denny Hamlin, like what what the hell are you talking about, man?
2: Yeah, it's right, it's ridiculous, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I, I I think it was clear when you saw the shift in tone as soon as he had Got the it. information. Okay, it's not like he's gloating over yeah. his competitor who's like in intensive care. Like, come cool. on, people.
1: Yeah. I just, people want to be all aggravated and, you know, even Gibbs was a little bent.
3: I say to everybody out there, some people may have saw us and said, well, these guys are celebrating when there's a serious issue going on. So hopefully I apologize to everybody, but we really didn't know. We got in the winner's circle and then that's when people told us later on the winner's circle. So I wanted to explain that to everyone. Yeah,
1: and the fact that you have to explain that to everyone, Dane. (laughs) is just the most asinine thing in the world that, by the, and think about the, think about how incident that was. He wins the race, the crash happens. He does his, you know, the congratulatory spin out in the infield. By the time he gets from that to the winner's circle and they find out, the hate was already flowing. Like the hatred was already flowing. That is mind blowing to me in a 10 minute window, Dane, how that could have just gotten back to him as far as that goes.
2: Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Like I said, Twitter and the social media is really like a a place for grievance society and trolls and people who want to make it about something else. You know, I was watching, and, and Joe, because it was exciting. Okay, right. we were like, uh oh, this is gonna be you know, this is gonna be a race for like two laps, and I. I really wonder, because I don't watch a lot of NASCAR races, Joe, but, like, they purposefully have the rules, like, you know, so that there's going to be the big one. You know, like, you watch Miss America pageant for the hope that maybe she's going to fall down the stairs in her evening gown, right? Right. (laughs) And it's almost like you're watching these races hoping for the big crash. Like, that's the excitement. But now... We're on the flip side when there's a serious issue. I, right. It doesn't sit entirely right with me. I know it's excitement, and I know these cars right. are safe as hell, but it's almost like they're they're looking to generate
1: the crashes, Joe. Yeah, it's so funny because the restrictor plate aspect of it, Dane, was supposed to make every car equal, and that the difference of you winning a race
3: was right. the you driver who could got handle big the and, and right. who
1: could position themselves right. and teams. You know, there is a, a great deal of strategy that goes into – when you have team racing, when you've got guys, you know, they, I mean, Portland sure. wanted a Ford to win, like wanted the Ford to win in order to what was going on. So if he if he doesn't bump him, does he win? Probably. Is it something that they do all the time? And all the time.
2: Uh, yes, Absolutely. I mean, it, all the and time. that's how that's how crazy it is. So. Accidents it's happen, gross, like, though. Joe- You know, I saw I was watching the end of it, and I there were a ton of crashes, Joe. And it's almost like this is no longer you talk about it being the skill of the pit crews and the mechanics to make your car finely tuned, but it's almost Joe like it's just a war of attrition. Because the accident can happen at any time. Okay. Someone's gonna slip out. Right? It's going to happen. And it's about how you avoid it. I'm watching it, and they show the replay of not only the 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 Newman crash, but all these other crashes from the from the camera inside these cars, right? Yep. You got yep. no effing chance, Joe. If something yep. if someone like gets out of line next to you, behind you, in front of you, you know, and how many cars even finish the race these days? It's almost just like luck to avoid the crashes happening around you, as opposed to you being such a finely tuned car.
1: It's so funny, Dane, because they actually teach these guys that when the crash happens in front of you, don't slow down accelerate through it could you believe that so like when it goes on in front of you you've got a better chance of missing it dane sure. by flooring it through the damn crash like are you serious I, like yeah. that's okay. that's how you guys said you got to be a, i have a whole new respect and if you didn't prior to understanding there's always that conversation like ah oh, they really athletes they you know they drive cars really you sit in that fire pit for, uh, for what, right. three hours, Dane, running around at 200 right. miles an hour with the possibility of getting crushed? Like, not me. I got, yeah, no, that's an athlete as far as I'm concerned,
2: man. Big time oh, yeah, athlete. absolutely. The stamina of it all, just to, just to, you know, don't they also, like, relieve themselves on themselves yep. in the court for the race and stuff yep. like that? Like, exactly. no, it's
3: absolutely,
2: it is absolutely a skill, you know, and a
1: high-risk one at that. Yep. Don't don't tell me how these guys are not uh, are not athletes, they are athletes. Uh, and listen, we have now, we were at the point in the year, guys, where with just about three weeks left in, and that's just the start of the NASCAR right. season, right? off, right. Now we're running down to the end of college hoop season. So every one of the games that we talk about, there are more bubble teams this year, guys, than ever before because of how much parity there lies. And unfortunately, when you have that much parity, you also have some teams that are normally what we would consider to be locks every year, going through a couple, you know, there's some down years here with teams like, oh, I don't know, North Carolina, for instance, who went on last night uh, on the road with an opportunity to take on Notre Dame. Now, mind you, North Carolina was a top five preseason team, Cole Anthony, Uh, was the number one recruit in the country. This kid was, he was going to, once again, the rich get richer. It just hasn't worked out that way for him. And, you know, you had had heard at the top of the hour with Dan talk about it's the first time that North Carolina is going to enter the ACC tournament coming up here at the bottom of the month, guys. They're going to enter it with a losing record. That doesn't, You know, if you're, I don't know, if you're like Kansas football or if you're North Carolina football and listen, you know, you're you don't exactly have a winning season. It's not the end of the world. I can't imagine what's going on in North Carolina right now. Like they don't know how to lose. And it's starting to wear a little thin on uh, Roy, who absolutely lost it after a last second shot by Notre Dame took took them out once again, another loss for North Carolina.
2: You got two choices. You can uh, you can compete your butt off or you can get up in the fetal position and curl up and start crying. I'm not gonna freaking do that. We're gonna, excuse me.
0: Oh.
2: I apologize to everybody, everybody, everybody. <laughs> we're gonna freaking compete. And that's what we're gonna do. A, uh, we play Saturday. You can feel sorry for yourself. And you feel sorry for yourself and you're gonna do that to the rest of your freaking life. And I apologize. I usually don't no, I don't know what I'm doing right
1: now. Listen, Roy is and that's <laughs> what I this is one of the all-time most accomplished college coaches, <laughs> one of the best of all time. <laughs> that's he great. Lost it, Dan.
2: He lost yeah, it. I don't know what I'm doing right stuff. now. We freaking blah blah blah. That's great. <laughs> that is great. I'm and I'm sorry. He dropped I'm the friggin so sorry. and he's apologizing I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ah. Listen, oh man! They he sounds like a move. man who was still worried that, like, his mama was gonna call him out after the interview.
1: <laughs> so priceless! I mean, so priceless that that was—he was visibly, like, visibly upset last night with that. It was—it really was amazing. I'll they take are, the worst season
2: in a decade to get him to that point, right?
1: The season continues, but we'll uh, we'll go over some of those scores from last night. Take a look at the lines, and uh, we'll see who made money, who didn't make money. We'll do it next year. On the grid at the early line, sportsgrid.com. The early line as we uh, take a look and recap uh, last night's very light card in college hoops from Monday night. It really picks up tonight. 25 uh, very key matchups uh, going across the college hoops landscape tonight. We'll get to uh, some of the early movers and shakers, a couple of games here that have already uh, started to be affected in the marketplace uh, from some of the uh, some of the pros. Uh, But last night, we told you North Carolina, just that that heartbreaking season continues for them. I don't think there is a team. And I know there's a lot of people in the ACC, Dane, ain't shedding a tear for North Carolina, continuing to lose on last-second shots. Uh, This team has just continues to, whether it be uh, losing to Virginia Tech in double overtime or Clemson, Um, you know, losing to Clemson for the first time in the Roy Williams era at home in Chapel Hill. I mean, you go down the list, the heartbreak for North Carolina fans this year has just been something they are not used to. And then you couple it with last night, a game in which, Dane, they were beating the pants off of Notre Dame on the road, really looked like they had started to put it together and then the second half, they come out, and again, they take it to them in the first five minutes. And then kind of the wheels fell off as Notre Dame puts it together. And they uh, they do their very best, uh, you know, comeback. And it all comes down to the final seconds. And it comes down to a last-second shot, which, of course, Notre Dame gets. North Carolina doesn't. And uh, voila, just like that, a 77-76. seconds left when that shot is uh, made, and all of a sudden, North Carolina loses. Now, they lost the game, and I think that's really all North Carolina fans care about. But like we told you on the show yesterday, that early movement, this time yesterday, it opened up at plus four, North Carolina. It was all the bets were on Notre Dame. 75% of the bets were on Notre Dame, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's, uh, it's three and a half. And it stayed three and a half most of the day. I saw a couple of threes out there as well. So some of the bigger bettors, the pros, showed you early on that they were backing North Carolina in this game. Even the money line was a big play for uh, for North Carolina if you were backing them last night. But that didn't hit. They didn't win, but they certainly covered. They scored way more points than, uh, than the total. I think it was the total got pushed up, and I knew I was screwed it. Ten o'clock this morning, yesterday morning, <laughs> when uh, when the total went from 147 and a half to 149 and a half, I kind of figured I was screwed there. Um, but that's the dangers of betting games at you know ten early. o'clock in the morning without really having a uh, a true idea of where the uh, where the money is going. But it's a loss. Notre Dame big win for them. Here we go, North Carolina, and you are the St. John's game too. St. Same thing John's happened to was me. getting. A boatload of love yesterday. Remember, we told you three out of four bets on Xavier. It was a point, a point and a half. The sharps were loving St. John's. And it was the right play, Dane, for everything except the last minute of the game. I was watching that one too. St. John's choked it away, man. I just another one of those games. Could not believe it, man.
2: Could not believe it. Listen, they couldn't close it out. They had a lead. They were at the point. Literally, they turned the ball over. They were up by one, missed the shot, got their own rebound even, okay, with about a minute left, and they were in a position where they could milk it out and be at foul foul shot territory, and then they had yet another turnover and wound up losing it. I still, they were up by, uh, they were down by one, okay, and I think the spread was like one and a half or two, and then, you know, with like 10 seconds left, they shoot their shot to try to win the game. Xavier gets a rebound with, like, 1.8 seconds left, and then they foul, making it a three-point victory, I believe. Uh, so, you know, sometimes the game flow will really nail you. I thought they could just hold it out, but the extra foul shots are what pushed it over the spread. So, Joe, unfortunately, we both take a L last night.
1: You know, it was funny, too, because um, the second half came around in that game, and the total was 76-and-a-half for the second half of the game – And I was on the over to begin with. It was 141 points. And I said, all right, they're going to. Neither of these two teams are playing defense. So we're going to be able to get to well over 145 points. No problem here. 76 and a half was a great number. I figured close to 80 points. And we were at 72, Dane, with uh, two minutes and 25 Mm -hmm. seconds left to go. And I watched the final two minutes of a game where there were only Six more points scored in the entire throws, that's it. Yep. thing. That was that was miss shot, like you said, miss shot after miss shot after rebound after rebound really after. And I was reminded that yeah, betting on eighteen-year-olds, uh, uh, college kids, to make a play in the final minute thirty of a game, you yeah. to, to go all that way, like a minute thirty in the end of a close game, Dan, and not see anybody score was just uh, I was just lighting the money on fire, going, you got to be like you got to be killing me. But you didn't have that problem with Kansas. If you no. guys back Kansas no. last night, it's even at what, was it 16 and a half when we started? It don't yesterday? matter what <laughs> it was. It was like one of those UConn women lines. <laughs> it, Seventeen and it, it a half. It didn't matter what college. it was. Didn't make a damn bit of difference. Uh, and no, but 20. I will say this. They got punched in the face, Kansas, in that first half. Um, the Iowa State was not backing down. I mean, first of all, there were 80 points scored in the first half. Uh um, so Nine. That 91 points, I'm sorry, 91 points uh, put up there. We had a 50 spot on. So, so much for defense and Iowa State not being able to shoot without their best player. Um, The points were rolling, but the second half, I don't know what Bill Self said to Kansas, but it's quite obvious, Dane, that Kansas is there in that upper echelon that that this team is really starting to roll now. Suspension's over, all of that stuff that happened a month ago. Kansas is no joke guys. They play great defense. They got a great home court advantage and they got shooters galore. Kansas is definitely a team, Dane, that you got to think is is
2: going to be a contender when it's all said and done. Yeah, absolutely. You got to think that. And over on FanDuel, guys, they have a bet, Joe, the conference of the national champion. Yes. And, you know, you got Baylor, the one team in the country, you got Kansas, the three team in the country. I know a lot of people like schools like West Virginia as well. You know, that's an interesting one. They are the favorite in that bet. Um, But, you know, maybe take a gander at that because you get two. Of the top of the likely number one seeds in that bet, I know we've been talking about how this is a year when anything can happen, and you may want to take one of those second-tier teams or one of those mid-major teams, but if you can get it all combined in a conference, Big 12 looks pretty good. 12 of 27 from
1: three-point range for Iowa State. Kept them. They were very annoying in that game in the first half for uh, folks, especially if you were on the under, but... When you get 24 and 29 from uh, from your two guards there for Kansas, you're going to do some damage. But, Dane, it's all about Saturday, my friend. Circle it on the calendar. Yes, sir. rematch time. Baylor taking on Kansas. Baylor plays tonight <laughs> at Oklahoma, maybe a bit of right. a look ahead spot. We'll cover that game. But I'm telling you right now, Saturday, don't forget Baylor beat Kansas in Kansas, in Fawn right. Allen uh, in Fieldhouse house, there. Yeah sixty seven to fifty five guys. This is a rematch. It's in Waco. and can we be realistic? This is the number one seed coming out of the big twelve. Uh, that that's for all the marbles coming up on uh, uh, coming up there on Saturday, Dane. huge, huge weekend yep. in college uh, in college hoops between these two teams.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, listen, you said Baylor won the first one. You know, I mean, you got to figure they're going to see each other also in the Big 12 tournament, oh, yes. oh, You know yes. what I mean? So I'm looking at this as like they will probably play three games, and whoever yep. wins that little – Three game series, you know, will be the one seed in the Midwest come March. But we're looking at we're looking at the one and two seeds here in the Big 12, Kansas at this point, 23 and three Baylor, only one loss on the season. I wonder, though, they go into Oklahoma tonight. Joe, I know Lisa is pretty excited about that. Will it be a trap game is the Mm -hmm. question for the Baylor Bears. A lot of people. Pointing to this game here
1: tonight, they will be also without one of their key and leading shooters there, that being the Baylor wow. Bears. So, will that play a role in their ability to be able to get the job done? Never easy to go on the road, especially in Oklahoma. Oh, uh, there are some opportunities uh, that uh, that maybe Oklahoma has to, uh, to pad their resume for uh, selection Sunday, Dane, maybe on uh, March 15th. Huge sure. game. But... Two games that are moving big time right now, guys. Creighton and Marquette tonight. Uh 20 and six, I believe. Creighton taking on yep. 17 and 7 Marquette. That yep. game is uh we are moving here, guys. Uh we've got some line movement both in the uh both in the side and in the total here. What is the current, what is the current uh side? What's the line in this Creighton Marquette game tonight?
2: I saw three and a half recently. Uh it's what? three now. Marquette yep. is a three-point home favorite. Creighton getting three on the road, but they've been hot lately, right? Creighton's been yeah. looking good lately, Joe.
1: Yep. Also opened up as Marquette a two and a half point favorite. So we're getting some uh we're getting some love being pushed. Also, the total opened up at 155, Dan. What are you seeing the total at? Over at our friends at FanDuel, it's down a point
2: to 154.
1: There you go. So we're getting a little bit of uh signal in both ways with these and two. 20 and 6, 17 and 7, two of the better uh, ranked teams there in the two top 25 teams in the Big East. And then the game I'm looking forward to, yeah, it is Kentucky taking on LSU. Now, Kentucky, the number 10 team in the country on the road, taking on LSU. This is two teams with pretty impressive records there, Dane. Interesting enough, LSU is the favorite here. Now, we've watched LSU kind of throw up all over themselves here. Recently, yeah. Uh, yeah, recently. It's not been good. And uh, this game tonight, it's going to be a war. We'll give you the line movement, tell you what the pros are leaning on it, and we'll break down those games coming up here as we get you ready. It's the early line on the grid, sportsgrid.com. So the numbers are in for the uh, NBA All-Star Game. How did the new format do? Were people excited? that they stay tuned in to the fourth quarter? We'll give you those numbers here in a second. We did mention uh, last segment there, of course, two of the games that are moving right now in college hoops tonight, and it's a great card, 25 games tonight. Yeah. Huge, uh, great opportunities. We've got trends coming up next hour for you to uh, take a look on some of these monster matchups. But that uh, not only are we seeing Dane the uh, the movement a little bit in that Marquette Creighton game, which is huge in the Big East, but I think it's the movement we're not seeing in the Kentucky LSU game that really should signal what's happening in this matchup. You've got Kentucky, number ten team in the country. LSU has not been in great form. What are you seeing the number as right now, Dane? Um, LSU at home here tonight.
2: Yeah, I've got it at uh two and a half. Uh, the Tigers. Two and a half. Yep, Tigers yep. favored by two and a half at home. Uh, one forty-five is the number. Kentucky's been rolling lately, though. They're getting hot at the right time, to me. They're like a Creighton. They're getting, they're uh, they're getting hot.
1: And I'm seeing over seventy percent of the bets on Kentucky. So what does that tell us, Dane? The line opened up at two and a half. It's stuck at two and a half, but mm. yet we're we're seeing over seventy percent of the bets backing the team with the little number next to it right this that's is right. a classic fade the trendy dog spot for uh for sharps man this is everybody's gonna be all oh, let's go i can't believe kentucky's getting points dane like oh my god we got you got it they got a little number next to their name right it ain't it ain't going anywhere dane it it's it's hovering at two and a half man that's
2: well listen unless you had a little number next to their name for the yeah. last month and a half
1: Exactly. They ain't going anywhere. So just saying uh, you've got a little love going on there for Marquette. You got a little love going on for LSU tonight. We'll break those uh, games coming up uh, next hour for you. But some of the headlines, Dane, it's all about Major League Baseball um, today. We'll get to that. But do you think uh, if you think the All-Star game did good? Against uh, on uh, on the network ratings there for uh, for the NBA with this new format nobody knew how to bet it it was all listening to you know Albert on the broadcast was the most yeah. confusing thing in the world even you even you were like
2: dude you're doing it wrong like it's not that's you're not explaining it right he was incorrect in the way he was explaining it he really was <laughs> it was hysterical um, yes I think it did good rating because if nothing else people came out to watch what they would do for Kobe maybe so yes I do think. And it was, was uh, uh it was well rated, yes. This was TNT,
1: right? It wasn't ABC, it wasn't network, it was actually
2: it was like turner so, TNT. You know what though? I saw it, I saw it on TNT and on TBS though. It was on multiple Check. networks. Good, okay, but again, not the standard. I don't think it was not on channel the, seven though, or ABC right.
1: now. Right. So none of those. It was an it was up eight percent from last year. Um, seven and a almost seven and a half million viewers uh, on average stayed and watched that game. The peak was during the final fifteen minutes, so which was really the final quarter. The peak was uh, just over eight million viewers, but it averaged. It, what that tells me is it kept its audience every quarter from the end and then. Some people tuned in a little bit extra to say, hey, is it in? Let's see what this fourth quarter is right. all about. Um, that's great their friends being like, stars. "Yo, They're getting after it. You should watch this. Absolutely. Social media, exactly correct. That's yeah. up. Uh, you know, when you're talking about a uh, close to a double-digit increase from last year and then it peaking later, uh, not right. where they tuned in and then they were out, you know, but they actually kept growing through the end. I think the NBA, whether they realize it or not, has really stumbled onto something here with this format and this all-star game where I think this is only going to grow
2: in popularity. Yeah, the one thing I will say um, that I don't know that they got right exactly, Joe, the telecast started at 8 o'clock. Okay, and then by the time Common did his, you know, intro and the national anthems and the introductions, it was like 845, Joe. By the time they actually tipped off and it's a Sunday night, I get it that President's Day is the next day, so you got a little holiday, but if they're going to have 45 minutes of intros and all. Maybe you shifted a little bit earlier than eight o'clock. I mean, the idea that it was still getting a good rating in the fourth quarter, Joe, that was like 11, 1130 on the East coast. It's a Sunday. I would see. I think it'd be okay. If instead of eight o'clock, if this was like a six o'clock start,
1: I get it because it's, in chicago so it was an hour behind there it was really right. eight o'clock it was really 7 45 when it went oh, off right. on their time i get it but to your point as we go through this problem every every time you take something out of the eastern time zone right and you start it putting it, in Florida, ball. Inching yeah. it out west it's it kind of boxes people out and uh, but like, they got to be excited to have that many people tune into a game that meant absolutely nothing in a city whose basketball team hasn't been relevant since you know, 1988, yeah. it was, uh, I thought they did a uh, a pretty good job with it. And we'll see now. Listen, you've set the bar, NBA. What are you going to be able to do now to raise it next year? How are you going to uh, be able to get more people interested? I do think they're on to something, though. And I love any time that you can take a meaningless game and put some juice to it. People are going to come and watch, Dane. I mean, people are going to find it. And the fact that they tuned in as late as they did to watch, you know, what time is that game over? Close to 11 o'clock, right? At least. So, I mean, you had more people tune in by 10, 30, 11 o'clock than they did at 8 o'clock, to your point. No, that's a great sign.
2: Yeah, that's a great sign. I would just, I I honestly, I would just slide it back like an hour.
1: Yes, I don't, I'm with you. I agree. It should be, it should be 8 o'clock everything should be tip off should be no later than,
2: you know, eight 15, that kind we of have situation. A full on actual play. pregame show where you yes. could do the spoken word and you could introduce all the guys, right. you know, they didn't have a pregame show, put a half hour behind early, Right, and have that be the player introductions and all that good stuff. You know, I was just surprised. I literally said it to my fiance. I was watching, you know, this little common piece where they're honoring all these Chicago, you know, the history of Chicago basketball, and then the introductions. And I literally looked at the clock. I was like, Babe, it's eight forty. They haven't tipped off yet.
1: Hey, Bavona. I don't know if we if we have this, but can I just say that one of the most impressive things, and I and I forgot about it yesterday. I wanted to get your thoughts on it, Dane. Um. I know he was hurt, but oh, Dame-
2: the Dame oh, Lillard? Lillard rap on I'm Saturday. I'm sorry,
1: man. I thought, <laughs> listen, when you bring out Little Wayne, it's a little, it's a yeah. little hilarious at that point, anyway. But can I tell you, I didn't think the guy was that bad, man. No, I no, no. no. I, Damian
2: Lillard, though, is like a legit rapper. No, seriously, he really like he is. has albums out. He does. Yes. He's on songs like yep. with Little Wayne and other rappers. Like this is not just like uh your average like athlete trying to rap and be cool like he almost he has like a record deal joe like damian yes. lillard is a legit rapper yes i um i Not would blow like, away on bell and his mixtape stuff either like he's no, almost like he's known to be on tracks with other people he's a legit rapper
1: right like people didn't know i'm like why is listen the, and the fact i love the fact that the nba gave him that platform the platform it, even though that he wasn't to be able to do that. And listen, when you got guys like Lil Wayne and others yeah. that are yes, catch that in was, the hip
2: hop industry, yes.
1: I thought that was a great, too. I was really impressed with his skills, man. I wasn't, I had heard about him, I was like, oh, yeah. it's probably. You know, what you doing some, thinking about the afterlife? I gotta send
2: you some freestyles. I gotta send you some freestyles of his. He's uh he's legit. What, let's yep. bring it full circle for the hour though, Joe. I don't know if this happened or not, but I was really thinking that, you know, social media and their grievance ways of being would right. automatically be like, yo, Destroy I thought you had him. to pull groin, you can't perform. Right. But I didn't right. hear any of that hatred towards Dame Dollar. He was good. I mean, it was it was better than. But Shaka I was just talking Khan's about like he's hurt. Anthem. He shouldn't be able to perform. He's hurt. You know. I thought I, that's I, what the trolls would be saying. Like, I what are you doing? Do, oh, you can't play, but it's okay enough for you to rap. I thought I'm there would, would be people out there with that, but I didn't really see much of it.
1: I um could not have been more impressed. I I was, yeah. I was meant to ask oh, you that it. yesterday and get your thoughts on it because yeah, I yeah, I was like and then to bring out, you know, the the high pitched Eric there, I mean uh, little Wayne, I thought that was uh <laughs> that was fantastic. But uh so that was huge success for NBA. They don't kick off until Thursday this week, guys. Right. That's when we'll have action back in. Plenty of action tonight in uh, in college hoops. We'll talk some baseball too coming up next hour. The American League West is what will break down as far as win totals go. And yesterday, Dane, the fallout from Rob Manfred continues. Mike Trout coming out now. Wow. Justin Turner of the Dodgers. Glaber Torres of the Yankees. It, I don't, it, here it goes, man. It seems to be the topic of conversation at spring training. It has nothing to do with guys' individual teams. It's all about the Astros. They've become public enemy number one.
2: Absolutely. And what's funny to me is, like, juxtapose this against steroids. You did not see players talking crap about other players that were on steroids, right? This is completely different. This is, like, people are... Upset, and it's also because, as Cody Bellinger said, MLBs and the Astros first responses were weak. And now you also have Carlos Correa trying to defend it, trying to go blow by blow in the 2017 World Series, being like, Oh, you can't do it, you can't steal these signs. Blah blah blah. I don't think they understand the full idea of take it on the chin, swallow it, and move on. I don't think they fully understand that just yet. You got Altuve making a show of like taking his shirt off to see if there's the tattoo there or not like this. They're not going to get ahead of it. And and now we're talking about players are going to drill the Astros. And then Manfred saying, those are the guys that are going to get suspended. This is spiraling. They have not put the toothpaste back in the tube and microphones are going to be in front of these players across every team yep. spring training and there is no consistent message there is no narrative there are no talking points just yet and we haven't even gotten to what will happen when the fans get involved i literally already have my friends being like yo we're gonna go to astros a's on opening day they have yep. sent me a link you can buy a hundred buzzers for ten dollars they're going to pass them out and throw them out. The uh, or, love back.
1: Absolutely and love it. Gonna yeah, well, it's going to start next week here. Spring training. They'll have an opportunity. Fans will be rolling in. It'll be very interesting. We'll have more on Major League Baseball, plus a look ahead tonight. Coming up on The Grid here, it's The Early Line, sportsgrid.com.